live from the WLIWFM studio in Southampton, New York, on March 6th, 2023. I'm Gianna Volpe. Tesla is ending an automotive technician training program that has been offered at Suffolk County Community College for the past four years after the electric car maker said the college could no longer meet its need for space. Fiora Chinise reports on on Newsday.com that college officials said they hope Tesla will reinstate the initiative known as the START program, which trained technicians to become certified to work at Tesla service centers. Tesla occupied approximately 2,000 square feet in the college's 20,000 square foot automotive technology building at the Ameren campus in Selden, which is enough space for four vehicles, said S. CCC spokesperson Drew Biondo, Tesla wanted space for eight cars or roughly five to 6,000 square feet. The college is planning a new 55,000 square foot automotive facility for its Michael J. Grant campus in Brentwood with construction expected to begin in 2024 or 2025, Biondo said. The Tesla course was offered once each semester and 62 students have completed the program since 2019. SCC still has partnerships with Automakers such as General Motors, Ford, and Toyota, according to the Suffolk County Community College website. In other news, the MTA released new details yesterday of its plan to alleviate the misery experienced by experienced by many LIRR commuters last week, including by adding cars to the most crowded Penn Station trains and shortening wait times for rush hour Brooklyn shuttle trains. Alfonso A. Castillo reports on Newsday.com that the changes followed the chaotic launch of full service to the Long Island Railroad's new Grand Central Madison station last week, which entailed a major service overhaul that included fewer trains to Penn Station, shorter trains, and requiring Brooklyn riders to transfer to a shuttle train at Jamaica. The changes resulted in intense crowding on trains and platforms, long delays and confusion and frustration among commuters, the majority of whom were not traveling to nor from Grand Central. Starting today, the LIRR will add cars to 17 Penn Station trains that exceeded capacity last week, according to the railroad. Uh, the railroad also adding two extra trains sets to the Brooklyn shuttle service, one today and another tomorrow, to increase the frequency of trains during the rush hours to around every eight to nine minutes from down from 12. The LIRR will also have more personnel in Jamaica to assist customers. Full details of the changes are available on the MTA's Train Time mobile app. From the rails to the waters as the South Fork Wind Farm uh, work shifts from onshore cable laying to offshore work this spring, offshore wind developers pitched eight new projects earlier this year for the New York State Energy Research and Development Agency's latest round of solicitations for offshore wind. Beth Young in East End Beacon reports that South Fork Wind's 12 turbines are slated to provide power to up to 70,000 East End homes. It will be the first offshore wind farm to supply power to New York State if it goes into service at the end of 2023, as expected. In late February, a lift boat and a cable-laying vessel, the Living Stone, uh, I see what they did there, carrying the transmission cable for the wind farm, arrived about a third of a mile off the coast of Wayne Scott, where they began pulling ashore the cable through a conduit already installed about 80 feet under Wayne Scott Beach. They will then begin laying cable out to the wind farm site, buried four to six feet under the seabed where possible, and under concrete mattresses in areas where they can't be buried deep enough due to existing cable crossings. The foundations for the 11-megawatt Siemens Gamisa turbines are expected to be installed this May, after which the wind turbines will be installed in August. As this work continues, there are now five offshore wind farms under development in the waters off of Long Island near the East End. Uh, they include South Fork Wind Farm and another Orsted and Eversource project called Sunrise Wind and Beacon Wind in waters east of Montauk. Sunrise Wind is slated to be a little more than 30 miles east of Montauk, very near the South Fork 
wind farm site and is slated to be completed in 2025. That project will tie into Lipa's Holbrook substation, Beacon Wind. A partnership between Equinor and BP is slated to provide 1,230 megawatts of electricity to New York from a site about 60 miles east of Montauk. Developers are hoping it will begin commercial operation in 2028. And finally, a host of local, county, and state officials were joined by West Hampton Beach residents and environmental activists at the West Hampton Free Library this past Friday to celebrate the completion of a multi-million dollar sewer project in West Hampton Beach in what was dubbed a first flush event. Bill Sutton reports on 27East.com that following a lengthy press conference in which speakers noted the cooperation it took from officials in various levels of government, they gathered in the library parking lot, removed a manhole cover and watched as blue dyed water flushed from the library, which was the first building that received the necessary approvals to tie into the sewer system, flowed through the system on its way to the Suffolk County treatment plant at Francis S. Gabreski Airport. The crowd gathered around the manhole, erupted in applause as the blue dye filled the pipe. Friday's flush celebration marked the completion of a years-long 16 million-dollar project that began in 2015. West Hampton Beach Village Mayor Maria Moore noted that in addition to being a boon for local businesses and housing opportunities along the village's main street, the sewer system will result in a 24% decrease in nitrogen flowing into Moneybog Bay. Rather than build its own sewage treatment plant, officials worked with the county to tie into the existing plant at the county-owned airport, which is home to the 106th Air National Guard Beach. Reading the weather in Riverhead in honor of local pulmonologist Dr. Rajesh Patel, joining us at the bottom of the hour to talk Operation International and his 23rd mission while he and the New York team uh, and his personally 23rd mission across the world to help those in need for the Medical Monday segment underwritten by Jennifer Benton. Looking like a sunny Monday with a high near 47 degrees northwest wind 11 to 14 miles per hour tonight. A slight chance of rain and snow between 1 and 4 a.m. then a chance of snow after that. Increasing clouds with a low around 31 degrees Tonight, northwest wind around 9 miles per hour. Right now, it's 41 degrees. And in honor of our second guest this morning, uh, Tony Spiridakis, will be doing the movies edition of The Heart. Um, kicking it off with Traveler. This is Western Movies, the title track of their 2018 record, Way is Blood, PJ Poppy. And we'll see who comes up after that. Music from all decades and genres and interviews with folks from all walks of life, all morning and midnight long, all because of you, the listener supporter of Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Them with my baby boy on my knee, my lady doesn't get it. It appeals to the rambling bandit in me. I like Western movies when I'm lying at home in my bed and dreaming of riding away straight into the sunset. Risking my life, barely getting away, sleeping in the saddle, awake, then I'm gone at the breaking of day. I like Western movies when I'm lying alone in my
cups of coffee out of a tin cup and right before bed and sleeping on a blanket under the stars of the hat on my head good old western movie i'm dreaming of riding away playing cards with dark holiday Western movies Do you want to come over and watch them with me? <clears throat> I've got a two-hour, 19-minute playlist prepared for you this morning. Ain't no way I'm going to be able to fit that in, but I can fit in this incredibly long track from Way's Blood just because it's so cool. Movies from the Titanic rec- uh, Rising record of 2019 PJ Poppy on deck and Dr. Rajesh Patel, the Medical Monday segment, underwritten by Jennifer Benton, here on the Heart of the East End on WLIWFM.
some nice chronological movement forward. We went from a track from 2018 from Traveler, 2019 with Way's Blood. This is PJ Poppy from 2020, a single entitled Movies. And we've got one from Drinks on Me, 2021, another single, Movies. Here on the Heart of the East End, WLIWFM. Stay tuned for Dr. Rajesh Patel, the Medical Monday sen- segment underwritten by Jennifer Benton. The food always comes when you're cooking. The city's outside when in Brooklyn. The chocolate is there in your pudding. But girls never come when you're looking. <laughs> I got news, I got news, I got news. I found one, I found ten, then I lose. I got news, I got news, I got news Take a step in my shoes for a second It's you, but then give me a girl like the movies Maybe it's you, I ain't choosy I know I can be a bit blurry and goofy But give me a girl like the movies I'm too much, I'm too much, it's too much What's a lead girl, I don't stay in touch No need for a floozy or groupie Gotta hand me a girl like the moon Like the moon Standards high Maybe I'm scared but I don't reply Friends telling me I should just pick a side Pick a time I ain't lying But I'm trying to find me a girl who loves themselves a lot But love me for me so they save me a spot I need a big old bed that we share till it's hot An island off London with marble on top Like the moon Give me a girl like the movies Maybe it's you I ain't choosy I know I can be a bit flirty and goofy But give me a girl like the it's too much, I'm too much uh. What's a lead girl? I don't stay in touch No need for a floozy or groupie Jeez Gotta hand me a girl like the movies Like the movies Like the movies I don't know how I feel about that language Like the movies <laughs> Like the like everyone else doctors are just people but i'm gonna give you a doctor like the movies dr rajesh patel just about every year goes somewhere overseas to help folks in need by bringing both a team of surgeons as as well as medical equipment uh, to places that really need it through what's known as operation international dr rajesh patel joining us for the medical monday segment underwritten by jennifer benton here on long island's only local npr radio station good morning dr patel good morning gianna how are you i am so well so grateful to have you on with us and so excited because we are days away from your 23rd mission um with with what is now known as operation international uh going to bhutan on the 9th is that correct correct thank you so much for bringing us on 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 board on this radio show we are very very thankful yes so we are leaving for bhutan next thursday i mean this coming thursday in fact at this time next week we will be in bhutan getting ready for our first surgeries so now it's it's unbelievable the amount of good that you do when you're there, but let's talk about uh, why why this um, type of mission is something that's a, a little bit everlasting, even after you you leave the countries in which you visit. Right. So it's a uh, sustainability is all it's all about. What we do is we go into these remote places. You know, they have got very good uh, people there, but there are also very poor people who have no access to care. And the doctors over there, while they are 
basic surgeries, they also lack the, the skills and how to use the new equipment. So what we do is we do take all of our equipment there, you know, starting from operating room lights to laparoscopic towers, instrument trays, you name it, quartry. And uh, most of these places do not have these type of stuff, anesthesia machines. So when we go there while we are doing the surgeries, we also train the doctors right. in more advanced uh, techniques, surgical skills, and the use of these new modern machines. So after we are done with the mission, we leave all this equipment over there. Mm -hmm. And the doctors by now would have learned how to use them and then carry on providing the care to the people way after we've gone. And and after our mission's done, we actually, actually stay in touch with us doctors through online chat, video calls, and if there's any problem, we are here to solve it for them remotely, at least guide them how to go about stuff. And, and that yep, includes... all about sustainability and exchange of knowledge, education. And that includes the medical equipment itself, right? I remember when you were speaking to Riverhead Rotary uh, just the other week, which, by, by the way, a very rusty article, but my first print article back with Riverhead Local in many years, and I was honored uh, that it was about Operation International, as well as the tie-in with the Garden Festival um, with the Riverhead Absolutely, Rotary yes. <laughs> every Mother's Day weekend. But you yeah, mentioned... that was a while ago, so... Yes. So Riverhead Rotary has been like champions for us, you know. I mean, the Riverhead Rotary Club, Rotary District in general, and Rotary International as an organization. So they started many years ago. Actually, Operation International started back in 96, 97. That's when we had our first mission. Uh, most of those missions initially were funded by us doctors. And as we grew in number, uh, skills and and the scope of services that we provided, we needed more funding. Right. So that's how we started fundraisers, local fundraisers, just enough to get on. And then, since I was a Rotarian, we pitched it to my club, <coughs> and Love we took it. on this big uh, fundraiser called we now call the East End Garden Festival. We took this over about four, five, no, six years ago, which was usually run by the our local hospital, Pekani Bay Medical Center. Right. And then Rotary International, I mean, Rotary Club of Riverhead took it over, and we have been, we have not looked back since then, and our donors have been very generous. The community has been extremely generous, and we raise money through the Garden Festival. And a, a, a sizable chunk of that goes to Operation International. And then we use that money along with other donors other fundraisers to plan our future uh, missions. So this time now we are going to Bhutan, and there'll be other teams that'll be going to Ghana and and other countries as well. Right. So now, the Garden Festival has been a big, big boost for us. Now you re you lead the New York team. I think your first mission was in 1999. You're now on the board, and uh, you run the New York team. I think you mentioned your brother runs. The dental team, and then there's a brand new team that is entirely devoted to head and necks. Uh, let's talk. Let's focus um, and talk about uh, the types of surgeries that are done, and and also the big focus, which is, um, and and in particular, why you focus on laparoscop uh, teaching laparoscopic techniques and uh, getting folks back to work uh, as quickly as possible. Right. So, you know, our, our whole organization started off with three people way back in 96. Uh, uh, Ravi Kothuru was a surgical resident then, then uh, Dr. Alam, Medhat Alam, and Bob Minio, who's a, a nurse anesthetist. So the first team only consisted of these three guys. They went off to Haiti and then wow. came back. And then I joined about three years later, and my first mission was in 2000 to Brazil. That was such a fantastic, uh, such a fantastic trip, and I have never looked back since then. Um, somewhere along the line, 
we started to expand our services. We added the dental team, the pediatric surgical team, ENT team, eye team, etc. And now the latest team to join is a head and neck uh, team that will deal with all issues related to head and neck, including cancer, thyroid surgeries, etc. And uh, yeah, we are growing. We are, we are adding more and more people. As to the laparoscopic surgeries, especially because you know when you go to these poor areas of the world, they are still dealing with cut and stitch type of surgeries, and that lends a longer anesthesia time, morbidity, mortality, bleeding issues. Mm-hmm. So laparoscopic surgery is like a game changer in the surgical world for the longest time, and that's what we what we aim to to train and teach those surgeons over there. You know, they're basic surgeons, so their techniques are pretty much good, so the principles are there. But the new modern equipment, they don't have or they cannot afford to have it. So for people whose lives are dependent on, uh, you know, manual labor, you're talking about huge hernias. I mean, they hang all the way down to the knees, that big. And these are the people who can't work and earn for their family. Surgical techniques that we teach them shorten their recovery time and back to work, back to being productive for the families. So that's why we have a big uh, impetus on teaching laparoscopic surgeries, both in general surgery as well as GYN surgery. That's led by Vito, Vito Alamia. Oh, I didn't know that. Thank you, Dr. Alamia. We love him. All right, so uh, I can't thank you and the entire organization of of Operation International enough for what you do. I do hope to join one day um, when the baby's a little bit older, but uh, I I did want (laughs) to say I was so incredibly touched looking at the photos uh, and hearing some of the stories of these people. Although, you know, you you tried to shy away from some of the more, uh, you know, harder things to look at, you did include, you did include some um, uh, instances that were uh, just heartbreaking and I mean, that's that's the story. And I, I can't imagine uh, what it's been like for, for you and your teams um, to see and experience some of these yeah. things, especially some of the people you couldn't help. Uh, the one woman that you did mention that, that you were able to help that was uh, enslaved, a, a sex slave, for, for lack of a better term, yeah. I was just so impacted by that story and am so grateful that we have people like you and organizations like yours, Operation International, uh, doing such amazing work uh, across the world. You know, and I have to plug in for my my team at the Rotary. You know, they have been phenomenal. And just for the viewers, you know, if they want to come and experience what festival is we are starting it on may 9th 2023 through the entire week leading to mother's day okay so you know it'll be a great uh, support for the for the community great support for all those poor people out there in the world amen all right so so a great way to say thank you to your mother while also supporting an incredible cause at tanger outlet Uh, mall uh, the week leading up to Mother's Day in just a few months. I will certainly be there getting some stuff to say thank you to my mom. I'm Gianna Volpe. That's Dr. Rajesh Patel. Safe trip um, and a very uh, successful one I'm wishing for you and the entire New York team with Operation International. That's Dr. Rajesh Patel. Uh, This is a band called Drinks On Me, and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you just heard the Medical Monday segment underwritten by Jennifer Benton here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM.
Leonard Skinner to play for you tomorrow after the announcement of guitarist Gary Rosington passing at age 71. Right now, however, I'm going to hop back a single decade in time from movies from Drinks on Me from 2021. Um, actually, wait a minute. Did I say two decades in time? Two Alien Ant Farms movies from the anthology of 2001 movies on the movies edition of The Heart here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Uh, Tony Spiridakis joining us at the bottom of the next hour to talk about the uh, reinvigoration of the uh, Greenport Movie Theater. I'm Jenna Volpe. This is AAF, and you, whoever you are, you are awesome. And you're listening to WLIWFM. One. 
right. Stags leap across the movies edition past Conan Gray, Yoshi Flower, and Hot House Flowers. This is Alfie Templeman on WLIWFM from the 2019 record Don't Go Wasting Time. Fifteen minutes before the NPR news break at the top of the hour. I'm Gianna Volpe. You, whoever you are out there, you're awesome, and you're listening to WLIWFM, NPR Radio. I'd like to take you to the movies when it's late at night. I'd like to hold you in my arms and tell you that you're mine. And when we're staring at the big old fashion movie screen. Claiming that Yoshi Flower and Hot House Flowers tracks uh, movies from Yoshi Flower from 2018, a nice three-decade jump back in time to Hot House Flowers movies, and then right back forward to 2018 with Pete Yorn and Scarlett Johansson. You're listening to the movies edition of The Heart. I'm Gianna Volpe. This is Yoshi Flower, and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome, and you're listening to WLIWFM. Put it on me, let me know you want me Lick me like a lolly, I just got my heart And I wear it like it's Gucci Bougie but it suits me Money in my blue jeans Everything I ever knew I learned from watching movies Now I'm gonna make one like I've never seen Now. 
Drop it like atomic. I don't need an army. Moments when I can't forget that I don't need nobody. Like I'm Dennis Hopper, just an easy rider. Took a tab of acid, now I'm driving on a Harley. But you always somehow find a way to save me from myself. from all decades and genres, interviews with folks from all walks of life all morning and midnight long on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. It's the heart of the East End.
Yes. from Hot House Flowers leading you into the NPR news break at the top of the hour with listen to this matchup Pete Yorn and Scarlett Johansson movies from the Apart EP of 2018 a three uh, decade jump forward in time from that movie's track from Hot House Flowers you're listening to The Heart Recorded live from the heart of the East End, the WLI-WFM studio in Southampton, New York. I'm Gianna Volpe, and this is Pete Yorn and Scarlett Johansson, and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. You're listening to WLI-WFM. (laughs) 